You want to talk about China? Is that what you're saying, John? Uh, I believe it's, yes. <laughs> I was going to do the Trump thing, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I think we have to talk about China, don't we? Ah, uh, you know, is that, that was a movie, wasn't it? We have to talk about China. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about China. Yeah, <laughs> it was a real tearjerker, uh, as I recall. <laughs> we have to talk about the China syndrome. <laughs> that one less of a tearjerker. Yeah, yeah it's been a weird week. For uh, Tim Cook, yeah, and suddenly putting all of your eggs in the China basket is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. Sure, uh, yeah. seems like a mistake. It does, doesn't it? I have very conflicted appealings. Uh, appealings? I have very conflicted feelings <laughs> about this because, <laughs> on the one hand. I completely agree that they should not be in the business of essentially, um, you know, carrying out the will of the Chinese government. That seems right. like a bad position to be in. Yeah. On the other hand, they can't get out of China. Certainly not right now. It's just no. not. It's not financially or no, it's not like they, it's feasible. not like they, they can immediately pull the plug. And say, well, we're not doing business in China anymore, and we're not having our stuff made there anymore. Yeah, and then they would they would literally not have a business anymore, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. So obviously, obviously, that but the 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 problem is, I mean, this is this is the house that they built, though. Right? Yes, absolutely. As you, as you basically said, I mean, and and you can't live in that house <laughs> and continue. To I'm going to mangle this. Keep this going. Metaphor. Keep going. With the metaphor. I'm liking stone, it. I'm the, liking throw it. the stones of having uh, <laughs> quotes on your Twitter page from on your CEO's Twitter page that make it seem like you're, uh, you know, all about what's what's good and what's right, and not seem like a bit of a hypocrite. All right, all right. We got away from the house there a little bit, but I got what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew I was going to, but. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean the windows the windows are broken in the house, okay? <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's Let's a whole that different way. metaphor. <laughs> the broken windows, yeah. Yeah, I I they are in a jam and if I were them, I mean, presumably I I I can't feel like they got blindsided by this, right? Like you had to know who you were getting into bed with in your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In your <laughs> see that works <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and i i have to assume since again this is the by some accounts the most valuable company on the planet that you've at least been giving some consideration to how do we plan for a future where we cannot do this level of business in china yeah i don't know if that's possible the the thing I wonder, I, I mean, you know, they probably wonder this too, is, I mean, we, talk, we act as if China is the one that has all the weight to throw around, but Apple seems to have some weight to throw around too. Right. Yeah. There must be some I mean, because they there. do, they do a lot of business in China. They, yeah. they pump a lot of money into their economy. And if Apple was, you know, if China was to say, well, you're, you can't make your phones here anymore, that hurts China just, you know, uh, well, I don't know. But see, not that's as, the question. Does it hurt China as just much. as much as it hurt, hurts Apple? Probably doesn't hurt China as much as it hurts Apple, but it definitely hurts China, too. It, it kind of comes down to, like, pay, playing poker, though, right? Like, because at a certain... Right. China, it may hurt China a lot, but China may be willing to stand on its quote-unquote principle, right? Like, 
if it really mm-hmm. believes in its system and its you know government etc then it might be willing to essentially you know shoot itself in the foot despite its face as it were right <laughs> we're doing so well with the metaphors today <laughs> this is it's a hardcore metaphor podcast <laughs> if nothing else this is a podcast about metaphors yes <laughs> this that podcast is a metaphor about the apple watch and metaphors <laughs> yeah but at the same time there's stuff that does get overblown like there was the story that i think it was like you know it lasted maybe 12 hours on the news cycle where everyone's like, yep. China's, you know, Apple's sending your, your website data to China. And Apple quickly clarified, if you are in China, we use a yeah. service based in China. And if you are not, we use Google. And everyone's like, Google, they're just as bad. No. Uh, <laughs> Apple's sending your information <laughs> to Google. Google. Eat it. <laughs> uh, really can't win that one. <laughs> Yeah. yeah well everyone there is a lot of trouble going around with with tech companies and relationships with i mean facebook was having some yeah, yeah, the latest still, in a well, long yeah, line of aspects <laughs> it's not like you can stop using uh apple's stuff and start using somebody else's and say well i've taken care of that problem <laughs> right right i mean i mean Sa- samsung does not samsung apparently does not make their phones in china uh, and does not make any of their stuff in China anymore, I guess. Didn't they, they make didn't it all they, in South? They make it all in South Korea. Now, don't they like not even sell into China? There was something about their their market share yeah, there dropping precipitously. Yeah. I feel like, but it, right. but they still they still you know it still runs a Google operating system and Google I believe works with ICE. Am I right about that? Uh, that <laughs> Amazon plausible. works with ICE. Google does not do business in China anymore, though, right? Like, didn't they pull out? I have to. I don't know. We're, we're great up, people to but, be talking about this, but yeah, my point. Yeah. <laughs> My point is sadly that, um, and I, yeah, it's it's a sad situation. Is that you know, nobody seems to have their hands completely clean, and you know, and we had hoped that I had hoped that Apple's hands were cleaner than most people's, and then this incident seems to indicate that they're really not. Well, I mean, there. It, it, <laughs> It's just doing business in China. Period was always going to be an issue. It was just a matter of yeah. when the next time it reared its head was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it seems like this may have this may have sort of crept up on them because the the first time the app was bounced from the app store might have been just a you know like a regular reviewer and then it became an issue yeah <laughs> and then it was like okay now it's back in the app store and then china was like no actually you really do need to take it out of the app store and they were like okay i guess we're gonna take it out of the app store now <laughs> you, you know what else crept up on us yeah i do <laughs> me <laughs> that guy late I don't I don't let me make anything redundant here but to me this I, I don't like how Apple's handling this but I also struggle with the question of what the hell should they do. Yeah. Like some people are saying just pull out of China but that didn't make any sense to me. Like since the business can surely survive if they pull out of China but like is it fair to the people of China who are under the regime that they're under to say you don't get to have iPhones anymore. You don't get to have the App Store anymore. Like that that doesn't seem like it's doing anything better to help them. I mean, yeah, I, we we did sort of touch upon this, but yeah, there is a. It, it's not well. First of all, I don't believe it is feasible. I don't believe it's feasible if they want to have a business tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's that's a really tough proposition. They don't have enough external stuff right now. They've been building up factories in some other places, like Brazil. Also a great, also a great regime right now. Yeah, right. Exactly. India. Right. That's not exactly an improvement. 
uh, the United States, not a terrorist. <laughs> There's problems well, at all least, over, friends. At least it would be like <laughs> like homegrown problems. Yeah, homegrown we would be problems. like, okay, yeah, we did that. So. <laughs> but we're all complicit that's on, in that. That's on all of us. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, damned if you do. Damned if you still do. Pretty much. I think that's the way it goes. I To shift off of China for a moment, I want to, to um, shift some blame onto you guys. Um, because... <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's fair. Yeah, it seems it's reasonable. Uh, because of you, I upgraded my iMac to Catalina. And everything is okay. terrible. No, everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. It's pretty much fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. So I guess the blame is really... The only... As, I've, as I expressed on Twitter, my biggest uh, annoyance is that I've upgraded uh, my TweetBot version... Because I, I owned the newer version, but I didn't use it because I didn't like it as much. And yeah. there is a... Same. There's I'm a exactly bug. the same situation. Yeah, there's a bug in Tweetbot 2X or whatever where they can't... One of the controls doesn't work. And uh, You can't switch accounts. You can't switch accounts, except by... You can do it by the keyboard. It, everything works. Oh, really? Except okay. that. But you can't switch accounts. Except yeah. that. And you can do it by the keyboard. If you're just willing to just cycle through them on a keyboard shortcut, Yeah, you can get by. But it's also annoying. <laughs> I just, I just, I bit the bullet and upgraded. I did as well. I'm still a little annoyed by it because I feel like, and this is just sort of my general feeling with Tweetbot. Like, I love Tweetbot, but at the same time, um, the they're kind of hemmed in because they don't have the ability to add the features that people actually want because Twitter right. screwed with them. And yep. so, essentially, we got an overhauled version that is largely a cosmetic change. And I yeah. feel like almost all the cosmetic changes in it are worse. <laughs> I agree. There's nothing I like about it. It's still fine, but there was nothing that I appreciated about this upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> other than the fact yeah. that, it, that it works in Catalina. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel maybe I'm just getting old. <laughs> that's, maybe that's what's happening. <laughs> oh, give me back my tweet bot. Yeah. Well, you know, ever since you film broke your hip. Yeah. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And I... <laughs> Oh, I did find a use for... So I finally, because I installed my iMac, I could use Sidecar. Um, and I did actually find a use for it, which it's one of those features that like somebody wrote in to me to complain uh, that I had written something on Macworld. And they're like, I, I think that you know you, you left out that all these third-party apps essentially did this already. And I was like, that's not quite my point what I was trying to make. But you're totally right. Like There were third-party apps, apps that would turn your iPad into an external display. I think there's still a lot of room for those apps because Sidecar is actually fairly limited. Um, you need to be within like a certain proximity to your Mac. It doesn't allow for finger-based touch input on most of the Mac screen. Like you have to use the pencil, so that's a non-starter for a lot of people who are you know don't have an Apple pencil, for example. Um, but I did find it handy. It also suddenly makes your Mac experience way weird, right? Like, yes. I'm typing, I'm typing. Now I'm use my other monitor. Let me grab this pencil. Yeah. Continue. I didn't mean to right. interrupt your flow. No, I mean it does otherwise otherwise it acts basically like an external Mac monitor, which is pretty nice. Um and so I ended up with a situation where I needed to do a presentation uh in Keynote via Skype. And Keynote is a little weird about this because Keynote likes to take over your whole screen, um, which makes it a little more difficult uh to say do a screen share, for example. But what I found was I could set it up so that the keynote presentation ran on the sidecar display which meant I got my presenter display on my main iMac screen, and I could just share the iPad screen out to the people I was Skyping with, and it worked wow. perfectly. And I was like, that wow. is actually really so, great that that worked. Yeah. You've now touched on a couple things I want to hit 
on because one, I was late, so I just feel like talking. But no, the so at work at my at my office, I use a giant monitor. I don't even know how big it is. I think it's like four feet. It's either three or four feet wide and curved and like insane and ridiculous. But it's just one monitor, and that's works great. And then when, on the rare days like today when I work from home, uh, today for me it wasn't that I was giving a presentation, but rather that I was receiving one. If I'm going to be on a two hour conference call seeing a presentation, I'd like to also be able to use my computer while not missing anything. So I was like, oh my god, this is what Sidecar is for, and I put up the. Uh, <laughs> the zoom <laughs> you know because zoom is a great mac os client so i put up the zoom window on the <laughs> ipad and gave it full control of my computer and um but then was able to use my actual laptop for other simultaneous work and that was fantastic um and i tweaked some settings so that like it got rid of the control keys that are on the side because like if you're just going to use your keyboard and mouse right. you're fine like if you don't think of it as an ipad and you're just going to use it as a screen I assumed I was killing my battery, but it worked great tonight. I loved it. But I do want to mention, Dan, if you're going to use Keynote to present to people remotely, uh, there's, um, a, a, I think, a very underused or underappreciated feature in Keynote. It's Keynote Live? Yeah, Keynote Live, which like really lets you do this. You know, I, I was impressed with it, but I had never used it before, and I had like hesitance in actually trying it. But it did, it did seem really cool. Like I ran a couple small-scale test things on it. I just wasn't sure... Having never actually gotten a chance to test in a real world scenario, I wasn't ready to like do that right at that moment. But it did seem really cool that you could do like essentially that. a web based deck. You can do a web based. Now the thing that's uh, you know the tricky part is you've got to publish your uh, your keynote to iCloud if you want to use Keynote Live and then do a live presentation where people can just go to the same URL and see you present it while you get presenter notes and stuff. Um, but what annoyed me today, actually, as we're recording is I was working with some colleagues on a keynote presentation and I had it saved in Dropbox. And then, you know, I had to keep telling people, close it because I'm going to save some changes and then open it again. Like, you know what? This is what iCloud keynote is for. Let's switch to that. What I didn't know when I published it to iCloud is that it was going to delete the copy on my disk, which I was not okay with. Because then I was like, okay, I made some changes and I'm going to make them in the Dropbox version too. And people were like, no, there is no Dropbox version anymore because literally publishing to iCloud deleted the uh the the file off your yeah, desktop which I, I, i'm not okay with this is an icloud <laughs> issue that is definitely a problem so the other day similarly since i moved a bunch of my files into icloud from dropbox uh, i wanted to work on a column i was writing on my ipad uh, and i just been writing in bb edit and i sort of saved out of it and i picked up my ipad and i you know go into one writer which is i use what i use on my ipad and i go into my like icloud folder that's linked there and i was like oh this is weird the file i was working on isn't showing up and i realized i had run into this before like the other week and you need to open the files app at which point it does like automatically download but then it basically anything that doesn't have you know that still has like a little download from the cloud icon uh next to it so you haven't actually downloaded it, it shows up in the files app doesn't show up in this word processor i had to like go in make sure it was downloaded and then go back and it's like that's the kind of seamless thing that dropbox enables right like and that's where icloud still needs to improve is it still has this weird idea that like well some of your files are uploaded and some of your files are downloaded it's like no (laughs) there should be a copy of all (laughs) of these files on every computer unless i tell you otherwise (laughs) and and you would think that with apple owning the whole thing the whole ecosystem that like that the iCloud implementation would feel like custom bespoke. You might even call it like made to measure. 
Are you going somewhere with this? <laughs> He's going the hell out of here. Actually, coincidentally, this makes me this makes me think of something. It makes me think of our, our good friends at Indochino, from whom I'm about to receive a third suit. It says I'm gonna it's gonna arrive this week, actually. But Indochino was founded on the belief that you shouldn't spend a fortune to make a custom wardrobe. Uh Indochino, when they first started advertising on the show, they sent me a, a free suit made to my body's measurements. And I filled out their website, they tell you exactly how to measure yourself, and then they send you the suit. It was great. I liked it so much I bought one. And uh, my daughter's bought mitzvahs coming up, and I just bought another one because I'm supposed to wear black, and I only had gray suits. But now I have a black suit. Wearing a custom suit that is designed to fit your exact body is fantastic. You don't have to suck in your gut when you put it on. You don't have to worry, is it going to sit right? Like, it just sits right because it's made for you. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make shirts, suits, coats, and more made to your exact measurements for a great fit. And you get to personalize all the details, including your lapel, lining, and your own monogram. When I was reading ahead, I was like... That's how your own hologram. I bet one day Indochino will let you hold your own hologram too. They can do your own lapel lining and your own monogram. The best part is they're affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400. You can start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more when you go to Indochino.com and enter code REBOUND at checkout. Plus, the shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. This is an incredible deal for Major Measure Clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. In my opinion, it's custom <laughs> or bustum. I yeah, I almost wasn't sure where that was going. <laughs> so other than that, my Catalina experience has mostly been pretty good, but I the one thing I have still run into is this repeated thing where it gives you an error in the in the system preferences uh about your I, your Apple ID. Um, not you're like, oh, you need to finish logging into your Apple ID and I'll do it. I'll log in, enter my email, like my password for my Apple ID, enter my password for my Mac. And then like, sometimes they'll be like, all right, you're all set. And then like the next day it's like, oh, you got to enter your Apple ID again. And it was getting a little frustrating. Um, oh yeah. I complained about this. That on- seems to happen to me every single time I upgrade any Apple operating system. Yeah, but that you whole must, thing you must now like log in to iCloud, you know, yeah, like well, to, but- to something. You know, particularly on iOS, it doesn't even tell you what the heck you're logging into. It just says you got to put your password in. Yes, no, I have had that happen, but uh, it's new on the uh, the Mac side. I felt like I never really had it at this level, but I've seen a suggestion that um, making sure you are logged into the um, the all, all the iTunes replacement apps might make it go away. So it's like even if it looks like you're logged in on uh, TV, music, and podcast, just log in again, and maybe that'll make it go away. I was like, all right, that seems weird. But I did have the other day. I tried to log in Apple Music on the Mac, and it was super like it. It made me enter my my password for the iTunes Store about half a dozen times, <laughs> which I when, don't when, understand. When any Apple app makes you put it in. When you put it in correctly and you have to put it in more than once. Oh, my God. When you have to put it in tw- even just twice in a row, it makes me so mad. Uh, Lauren had a major Catalina upgrade issue. Uh, she had never upgraded from iPhoto to Photos. Oh, dear. And <laughs> I didn't even think about it. But iPhoto doesn't work on Catalina. So I'm like, you should install that update. Get that Mac OS update on there. Cool. And then she's like, I have no photos. I have no photos. And... I was like, I can fix this. <laughs> iPhone is like, I don't run on this. And then I'm like, maybe there's a way that you can hack it to run. And then I was like, listen, I'm not worried because they're all in. You know, we, we back you up every day. I can see your backups. They're all there. So we got the photos. And I was stressing it. And then there was, it had renamed her iPhoto library. I don't remember what it renamed it to. But then when I wanted to import it into photos, photos was like, 
uh, this is super damaged. I can't really import this. I'm going to have to try to repair it. And I'm like, repair it. And it's like, I tried to repair it, but you'd have to do like a hardcore repair if you want me to get at this. And I'm like, okay, do that. Uh, it took about 15 hours. Wow. Um, it spent five hours. Seriously? That one? Four and 5%. Yeah. Oh my God. And not that big. But it, it spent the first four or five hours at four or five percent. And so I was checking activity monitor to see if the process was still running. And it's called like iPhoto, photos, conversion, process, whatever. That's not literally what it's called. But it was that gist. And I saw that it was running. And I was, I re-niced it, if you know that terminal command, mm-hmm. where you can say, give all the processing power to this guy. <laughs> like, make it be very not nice, effectively. And uh, I think that actually helped because within 10 minutes of my doing that, it went from hours and hours at four or five percent to like, 50%. And so just let it chug. And then it eventually did work and all the photos were there. But I don't think Apple thought that one through. Like I could see the Catalina installer checking to see if you have an iPhone library and not a photos library and being like, hey, there's an issue here because it was super shitty. <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds. I can't explain how shitty it was. I mean, I wonder if there was a special case there in terms of the library being corrupted as opposed to maybe under other circumstances it would not have taken that long. But yeah, the 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 onboarding process for that and then just to sort of build on that, these I think last week, Lex, weren't you talking about um, helping people find the, what Find My Friends had gone to? Yes, yes, the Find My, that's right. Yeah, that happened to me too. A, a good friend of mine was like, I, Find My Friends doesn't run on my phone anymore. I'm like, aha, Lex just <laughs> talked about this. Let me walk you through what you're seeing. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of little things like that where it's like, Apple should have done a better job of sort of onboarding people. And there were some things they did okay like, for example, I appreciated that the Reminders app, like, had a very clear explanation of, like, look, you can keep using your Reminders, but eventually you're going to have to upgrade the the Reminders database, but you can keep it for now, and we'll leave the little upgrade button available to you. Like, it, it felt like that was that was the kind of process that needed to be done in all of these other circumstances, is something that actually was a little more like a gentle, here you go. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't remember if I talked about it on the podcast. I know I complained about it on Twitter, but I was having an issue as soon as I updated my phone. I get, no, I guess as soon as I set up my new phone, where every few seconds it was on my iPad saying, Hey, do you want to enable Wi Fi calling? Do you want to enable oh, Wi Fi yeah. calling? And I was, whether I said yes or no, a few seconds later, like literally seconds later, it would do it. And for a while, I was like, oh, it'll stop on its own. And so Liam and I were watching something on my iPad and it popped up a like, hundred <laughs> times before I realized I just keep dismissing this thing over and over again. Like, this cannot be right. And I complained on Twitter. Uh, it happened on Lauren's Mac after she updated to Catalina while I was dealing with the photos problem. And the same fix that I was told worked for her, which was basically on the phone, turn off Wi Fi calling and then mm. turn it on again. And because hmm. that setting is synced via iCloud, it worked. It was is Wi-Fi calling is also kind of janky because like I've definitely had similar situations in previous updates with that where it just disabled it every time, and I would have to go in and make sure to turn it on again. And sometimes I wouldn't realize for like months, like oh, I've had Wi-Fi calling off all of this time. Um, I had another similar one I, with as a T-Mobile customer. I need Wi-Fi calling. <laughs> We had a weird one with iOS 13. I tried to send Cat a a shortcut um, that I thought would be super handy, and it literally just wouldn't show up for her. Like I I tried to airdrop it, and it wouldn't come up. And then I texted her, and she's like, uh, you know, I messaged it to her, and she's like, I can't, I can't do anything with this. And I was like, this is, oh, okay, wait, I remember, I saw there's a setting in the settings app for shortcuts where you have to now flip a switch to allow untrusted shortcuts. And I was like, all right, fine, like, there's a security thing. 
You just go in and turn it on. So we went to the settings app. That setting was not there. <laughs> like there wasn't even a switch oh. for it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I Googled around a little bit. And this is the fix that I found, which did work, is that not only did she have to go to Apple's shortcut gallery and download a shortcut, she had to run it before you could then go into settings and then that setting would appear and you could turn that setting on. Wow. What the hell? Who is going to find that? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> well, you did. I, I only by Googling yeah. it and finding yeah, somebody so else Yeah, so how hard did. was that, Dan? <laughs> I just don't... It seems so weird. Like, why is... It, I've never seen it where there's just like a setting that doesn't exist until you do something. <laughs> Very Yeah, strange. that is bizarre. Yeah, I... So I guess all this is a little buggy. <laughs> yeah, which I think is what I... I mean, I haven't run into anything, any problems like that. But again, I mostly just use... I don't use that much, I guess. <laughs> I guess I just don't use as many apps as other people do. <laughs> I saw one other person, uh, and I don't remember who it was or I would credit them, tweet about an issue that I've been having with iOS 13, um, which is that every once in a while, cellular service completely dies which it did not do. And I don't think it's hardware related. I think it's OS related. Um, we're all like, and it can happen while I'm on a phone call, which sucks even with Wi-Fi calling enabled. Um, but it'll just shut down and have, I mean, the phone is still on, but like you just go for, to, to no service from oh, wow. even full bars. And that has been annoying. And I saw somebody else tweet. I was like, Oh yeah, that keeps happening to me too. So it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens at least once or twice a day. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for the next update. To have you tried the uh, resetting network settings on that? That sometimes is a thing that fixes I did, weird. Which I okay. hate. Yeah. It's I not hate good. doing that setting because you lose all your Wi-Fi networks. Yeah. And then you have to learn all those passwords again, but I right. did it and it did not help. I'd say I, I, I do occasionally have a Wi-Fi issue where like, it just seems like my Wi-Fi dies. And I can, I've never been able to, at like a specific time, like cat will be like, yep, it's 10 15. The Wi-Fi is out. And I was like, this, <laughs> what the hell is going on? I have no idea. Um, it made me think I might be time to replace my airport, uh, extreme, but I'm just loath to give it up. Yeah. Team Eero over here. The Eero really, really changed Wi-Fi life in my house. Like, and I get the people were annoyed when Amazon bought it and I get it. And I don't think those people are even wrong, but I mean, listen, I have, Amazon literally has cameras and microphones in my house. What am I going to do? But, but the, yeah, well, I'm trying to avoid the, that. Eero has been just so good, and we never have internet issues. Just never, ever, ever. I've considered getting one for my parents because they have a, they actually need a, like a satellite because the upstairs does not get great reception. Um, I did see, and actually I was going to bring this up just today. I saw that there's a new, um, so Net, Netgear makes its Orbi mesh system, which I've actually heard good things about as well, and I think is currently the top wire cutter pick. And they came out with a uh, the, a new version that's sort of a more consumer-focused one. Um, and for they're selling a two-package unit for 129 bucks. you can get at Walmart. And I'm like, well, for that price, that's pretty good. And I feel like a. Well, if you're gonna buy an Amazon product, definitely buy it at Walmart. Get the maximum yeah, shit. Really, in that wasn't an Amazon. It's not Amazon. It's a Netgear. <laughs> oh, the Still, Netgear, one. the Orbi. So, Orbi. Yeah. So it's like, 
<laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> you can make fun of me, but you're wrong. What is the what is the least what is the least union friendly <laughs> Wi Fi right. router I can buy? And you're gonna order it while in China, but uh, I'm not sure. I can't do the math on that. Is it the Walmart one or is it the Amazon one? I'm just pointing out <laughs> that the Netgear one I can buy it from Netgear, but it's fifty bucks cheaper if I buy it at Walmart because they don't care about their work. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm that's saving why 50, it's 50 bucks, bucks and that's cheaper. all that matters. <laughs> I just don't think that your home Wi-Fi setup should add to your stress. And you know what else shouldn't add to your stress, guys? If high-interest credit card bills are adding to your stress, uh, there is a solution. Pay off your credit card balances and save money with a credit card consolidation loan from my friends at Lightstream. With Lightstream, you can get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with AutoPay. That's much lower than the national average interest rate, which is over 20% APR. Plus, your rate is fixed. So as rates continue to rise, your low rate, it doesn't budge. The online application is quick and easy. You can apply right from your phone. And you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Just for my listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash rebound. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash rebound. Subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash rebound for more information. Get that stress lower, guys. Lower that stress. I would love to. I'd like to do that. Please. Please lower my stress. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So stressed. You're talking to the guy who was late to this 9 p.m. recording session because of a work call. (laughs) I do. Would like my stress lower. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you like your stress lower, Lex. Can I suggest our good friends at (laughs) poundthisstressball.com? You know, um, speaking of things that are lowering my stress, and it's not an Apple Arcade game, uh, Sage Solitaire, which is another game from Zach Gage, I had never seen. Uh, You know, the guy, Helvetica, who makes Pocket Run Pool and and, and a million other great games. He has this game called Sage Solitaire that's like poker and solitaire, and I discovered it today and just Hmm. love it. So I wanted to put a shout out to it. All right. Nice. I was just playing, uh, I played my way through, uh, oh, what is it called? Is it um, some, uh, some of these? What's the golf? No, <laughs> I have not finished What the Golf yet because I've been extremely completionist about it. Um, no, it's the... <laughs> uh, I, I want to hear your story about the game you were talking about, but I will say I was getting frustrated with What the Golf because of two different tech issues I was having, and I DM'd them on Twitter. And they were really, really funny writing me back on Twitter. So if you ever need support from them, they were like making jokes. They were basically the what the golf humor sensibility in the text. And it was really, really funny. And then at one point, like whoever was typing hit return too soon, like they wrote the word no. And they meant to say no problem. But so then they just do a series of one line messages. No problem. Good luck. Fist pump emoji. And it was the whole thing was just wonderful because I couldn't, I was stuck. I couldn't get anything to open. And they're like, ah, sometimes we don't tell you, but you have to get crowned. Like just get many crowns and then oh, yeah. things will open. I was like, That's, oh, I I'm that. mainly stuck on getting crowns at this point because there are a few levels here and there that are like, it's pretty hard to, to get some of those. Um, but I was going to say the game I, but I'm sorry, you were telling us about a different game. Yes. yes. Uh, another Apple Arcade game, Assemble with Care, I played through. Oh, yeah. I started that. That was good. Yeah, it's uh, it's by us two, the same folks who made Monument Valley, um, and it's uh, it's I love the gameplay in it. It has a narrative story in it that is fine. I liked the story. My issue with it mainly was it was presented in this sort of like voiceover that reads text on the screen, and I hate voiceovers that read text on the screen because I mm. read way faster than the voiceover. So. 
I just kept like flipping through it and reading the text. And I'm like, I, I feel bad. I'm skipping all this really great voice acting that they put in here. It's just really irritating <laughs> to, to have to like slowly listen to it. So, I mean, you can play the whole game in probably a couple hours tops. Um, but the, the gameplay involves basically you fixing old uh, devices mostly. Uh, it's cute. It's really cute yeah. and fun and has that kind of yeah i kept i've been meaning to get back to that one because i did i did enjoy the first i did enjoy the first few of those puzzles that i did um but there are i keep trying new ones <laughs> right right oh, well that one was like i just had a couple yeah. hours i wanted to sit down and play a game and i was like oh i think i want to play this and i can get through it pretty quick i think i recommended it to you both on iMessage cricket through the ages is an insane apple card game i you know i thought what the golf was crazy I don't think I have played a crazier game than Cricket Through the Ages. It has voiceovers that are speedy and not annoying and British and hilarious. And I don't want to give you any spoilers for that game. But if you have not tried it, it is just bonkers and hilarious. My kids and I were all literally laughing out loud. It can be played one player or two players next to each other. Um, And like whenever I hear my kids sitting around just laughing their heads off, it's because they're playing Cricket Through the Ages. Hmm. I don't 100% understand it. (laughs) But I do enjoy it. I tried to play um, Hot Lava on my Apple TV, and it was like chugging. Like it was. Yeah, the graphics I, were terrible. It really did not care for that. Yeah, I did. I had that same experience on. Well, it was an it was an Air Two um, when I was first testing iOS thirteen, and when that the App Store first came up, um, and. You know that's a that's an older device, um, but then same same experience on my Apple TV, which is the pre four K version, the ten eighty P one. That's the same one the I have. One. Yeah, yeah, I have the same one, and that's probably the issue is that I think the hot lava seems to really be pushing the graphics envelope, and I think yeah. it really needs the four K one to to like perform up to spec. There was a space shooter up one that yeah. I tried playing too. That was slow on the Apple TV, and I also just didn't enjoy it that much. Um, I forget the name yep, of it. I, I tried it on my iPad. Yeah, yeah, it just came out. They're, they've been adding some new ones in already, which is actually pretty impressive. Like there were the other week, they're like, "Oh, there's four new games." Um, yeah. the The biggest issue with it is just like trying to keep track. Unfortunately, like you know a lot of the apple blogs are sort of catching them as they come up and and posting little bits about them but yeah there is a uh there it seems like there's a a lot of stuff that is coming out constantly i'm like i haven't even finished going through the games from the first release yeah what's the is the is it called wizard pinball is that the yes. pinball one pinball. so i have enjoyed playing that i like playing that on my ipad and i wouldn't wanted to play it on the apple tv but it seems to hang for some reason uh at the um logging into game center part mm. um i'm assuming that's that's what it's trying to do so there you 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 like the pinball one i do like the it, pinball it's one, just yeah. so slow really does, does it get faster like the, the the pinball action i was playing it on my phone and like it seems like it moves in slow motion as that guy runs around the screen while you hit him with your pinball i don't think no i don't well it didn't seem doesn't seem that way to me but uh well, you're oh, you're old, so maybe, you know. Maybe I'm too young. Maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's right. Yeah, my <laughs> reaction time is, is uh, <laughs> shit, man. It's <laughs> not what it was. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't tried that one, but I've heard a few people mentioned enjoying it. So there's there, but it seems like uh, stuff's going to be coming out for that fairly regularly. So yeah, I I mean I feel like that five bucks a month is really it's still a pretty solid deal. Yeah, I agree. 
There's still there's still that there was like one I don't think it's been released yet. There was like a guy with a bow. Oh. It was in the the original ads for the for arcade. Okay. Um and I've been looking for that one. I don't think it's out yet. Uh yeah, this is going to get a lot tougher too in like 2 weeks when Apple also launches a bunch of TV shows on top of it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not prepared. I'm not ready for they all this. They were trying to they were trying to pump um C, is that the name of it? Yeah, there was it, there was a big thing on it in Emmy magazine, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh I did I don't know that it worked, I mean for me. <laughs> but, but they were trying to pump it. And then uh it was this was a little bit ago though. They released a longer trailer for uh for all mankind which did work very well for me. Um they sort of revealed like another as like a I don't want to give it away but like another aspect to it that I hadn't really appreciated from the first trailer and uh made it look a little bit more interesting. They also did one for um Truth Be Told which is the yeah. one with uh Aaron Paul and Octavia Spencer um mm-hmm. about like basically about true crime podcast sort of angle thing which looked I mean I don't know that that's my type of show, but it looked perfectly fine from like what I saw. The trailer looked good. Looked if you're like into that kind of thing, that seemed like it was well. There put is together. someone in the house for whom that is the kind of show. <laughs> yes, yes. And I just saw tonight as uh, there was some news going around that they they got a they bought a comedy with Jason Sudeikis based on one of his uh, previously existing characters. Okay. I don't Ted Lasso. I'm not familiar with this character. I have so no listeners, idea. if you go back and listen to last week's episode, <laughs> I started talking about some of Apple's entertainment stuff, and Dan's like, "Can we not talk about entertainment?" But now he's doing a whole monologue on them. So just note the double <laughs> standards at play on the rebound. That's all I ask, dear <laughs> listener. I mean, I show up on time, <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely a double standard going on there. <laughs> I get it. Do you want? What do you got? What do you got, Lex? You want? You want to run down some stuff? <laughs> no. Will our free year of Apple TV start from the date we purchased our new phones or from the date Apple TV becomes <laughs> That would be really shitty if it was from like, yeah, you bought your phone in September. You get a free two months before it even comes out. We won't charge you a penny for that. <laughs> what was the... Uh, wait, there was another uh, thing. Yeah. Oh, so oh, they, uh, they picked... They're doing a sequel to Band of Brothers. Oh, Yeah as well uh masters of the air so the same people who did band of brothers and the pacific uh are gonna do um a thing about the the bomber pilots in my head World whenever you say the pacific i i immediately complete it with pacific rim and i was like nope that's a different nope. story that's not not it not that um and also uh alfonso uh i'm gonna butcher Quir- the last Quir- name Quir- 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 <laughs> yeah they've got him inked to a deal as well yeah, I think specifically for, for TV. It was either TV yeah. or movies. I can't remember Inks, which one. Apple TV one overall deal, whatever oh. that means. And then the other part of that is that there was a thing, too, about Apple did its first, like, a show that it was producing itself. They were, like, actually starting a studio. <laughs> oh, right, right. Which was kind of a big thing because... Yeah. It feels like you need a lot of AI to have a show produce itself. They've got it. Siri is running this. It's got it covered. <laughs> that'll be that'll be great. Great dialogue. <laughs> yeah. So the Masters of the Air thing is actually being produced in house, as opposed to being something produced elsewhere that Apple has brought the light the rights for distribution. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of a big deal. Yeah, and it's something that I'm excited about because I love both those. 
I never watched the Pacific, but I did love Shows. Band of Brothers, which yeah. is yeah. Band of Brothers is amazing. The Pacific is really good too, but it's rough. <laughs> I think <laughs> you guys, I know at least Moltz, if I recall, doesn't you don't love dark dark shows, but after yeah, watching uh, El Camino, the Breaking Bad spinoff movie on Netflix this weekend, my yeah. feeling is Apple's got to figure out a way to do a, a deal with Vince Gilligan because man, that guy makes some good stuff. Well, yeah, I've, I've never watched Breaking Bad, but yeah. Oh my god, it's so good! I watched. That's <laughs> like I, this is the conversation I get in like oh every other week in my house. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's a good question. There are there are books that I read and writers who I read who make me want to write better. And watching you're the, welcome, Lex. The Breaking Bad series, <laughs> yeah, it's mostly Dan. But watching it's the stuff about Minecraft. But watching Breaking Bad also <laughs> gave me that same feeling of I want to write better. And then Apple will give me a big old deal. <laughs> the nice thing is, if you get Apple to buy your show, you know they're going to overpay. That's, that seems to be their one strategy is overpay for things that they want to make. Which is then what I do in turn with their devices. <laughs> yeah, they've been making us do that for years. It seems only fair. There we go. Nailed it.